Oh, okay. We're starting the recording again. Okay. Welcome to Orkanini. This is Saratova Beth. We are learning about Hanukkah. This is this is the days of Hanukkah. We're the first day of Hanukkah. This is my birthday, and I'm judging everybody with all the brachas that Ashley's throat. We are speaking about that the Tyra begins with the words "Bracious Bar Lakina Sashamayin What is it all about? What does it have to do with Hanukkah? That year, when this sikha was said, the worldwide um, uh, satellite was in effect, and there was a satellite connection between many, many different cities all over the world, Paris and, and Moscow and New York and a whole lot, and Hong Kong and Lago Yerushalayim. They were all there together, and the technology of them was clearly all brought there so that we could experience that a bar mitzvah boy in 770 is lighting them in Naira and that light is seen all over the world. Why? So, why did Hashem create the world? Gracious for two races, for the Jewish people and for the Torah. Meaning, he gave us a world and said, merge truth with that world and then you will have fulfilled, that is what you're here to do. So a, a small example of that is that every time we drink something, the simplest of activities, even a little child, before we do that, we acknowledge this is not just a world. This is God's world. This is Hashem's world. How do we acknowledge that? I'm not just drinking. I'm acknowledging that drinking is an excuse to acknowledge. Acknowledge what? That everything is in, with the word of Hashem. He created the world with ten maimars. And um, what are we here to do? To reveal in the world that Hashem created it by saying, Everything is with the word of Hashem. And that reveals the covet of Hashem in the world, the glory of Hashem in the world. So we can say, your flight's here. So we can say that this is found, this is hinted to, hinted at, in the very first words of the Tyree, he are, let there be light. What does that mean, let there be light? That's the beginning of the whole Tyree, let there be light. What it's telling us is, that's what we're here for, to create light. In the world. We're here to create light in the world. Now, of course, um, of course, that's what the Hanukkah Menorah is all about. Menorah, we know, 36 candles, but because of hours um, before the world became dark in the time of Adam Arisha. 36 hours from... Shabbos, I guess, or from the creation of Adam until Matzah Shabbos. Matzah Shabbos, after Adam the Rishon was created, that's when things got a lot darker. But for those 36 hours, you had pure light. So that pure light is embedded in the Menorah, is embedded in the Hanukkah candles. Not the Menorah, but the lit Menorah. So that means that the light of Mashiach is hidden there. Not even so hidden. 
in the candles, in the, the, the Hanukkah lights. And that's probably why, as, um, the Friedrich Rebbe says in the Yum Yum for today, look at the, can, at the, at the lights because they tell a story. And let it be engraved in us and it's healing and it's powerful. They tell us a story. Because the light of Mashiach is there. That means you're looking at those Hanukkah lights and you're experiencing the light of Mashiach in your life. So you're experiencing the story of your life, not from a Gullah's point of view, from a Geula point of view. That you are embedded in that Menaira, but the Geula you, not the Gullah's you. So when... Um, the first mimer that says he are in the Tyrus, let there be light. It shows us that the revelation of light, in the world that was created from Hashem, um, um, our our point our point is to be here and make it into a luminous world, the Gashmias and Baruchnias together. And this that a Jew lights up the world, we see this in the Hanukkah lights. We see this in Shabbos lights and the Hanukkah lights. Ner Mitzvah What's the difference between the Hanukkah lights Let's say if we're looking at the, the, the Shabbos lights, the Shabbos lights are to bring us a certain, a certain light so that we shouldn't trip over rocks or stone. We shouldn't trip into false ideologies. But what is it about the lights of Hanukkah? The mitzvah of Hanukkah was to reveal to us a miracle. Of course there's a miracle in the Hanukkah lights. It's the miracle of Mashiach. It's the miracle of your life story from the other point of view. We all know the dark view of our life. And if we don't know it, there are always people who will come along. There are always, there are always people who are coming along, and they will teach us the dark story of our lives. But the Mashiach story about our lives, that you find in the Menaira. So, and when did it happen? In the times of Yavan? Okay, so what we were saying is the Greeks, the Greeks came along and we know that they defiled the base of Mezish, et cetera, and um, Hashem saved us from their hands. We know all of this. These are days of miracles when Hashem did miracles and does miracles. And when we light these candles, we are celebrating and welcoming in Nisim, Neslav, Nisecha, Nisleisecha, Yeshua Secha, Yeshua's, different kinds of miracles. Some are open miracles, and some are miracles that are, well, we're in the, the decade of Plaus, Plaus Akol. Nislaus and Plaus are somewhat similar. 
it's a kind of a miracle that you're not necessarily going to recognize the miracle. That's what we're in now. A world of un- unfolding of Geula in a way that it's difficult to experience that the Geula is unfolding. So, um, one of the things we know is that the, every single day we add another light. The reason we add another light every single day, there's two reasons. Of course, we know the standard reason. It gets darker every day. The world gets darker every day. So we have to add more light. But then there's another reason. And that, I'll have to maybe explain it tomorrow. We said in the previous book, second half of the month, the, every night, it seems to be getting darker and darker. The moon is smaller and smaller every night. We're in a phase of the world now, world history, where it seems like every day is getting darker. It's the second half of the month kind of a world. Every day you look at the world, every night you look up at the sky, the moon is smaller, there's more darkness. Every day we wake up and there seems to be a little bit more darkness in the world every day. But what's really happening in the second half of the month is that the hidden light of Mashiach is actually getting stronger and more luminous. It's just not one that you can detect with your eyes. We pick up on it, we, we detect it and we experience it with different kinds of, a different kind of apparatus. Mashiach eyes. And the light is there and it's increasing. But you have to have the apparatus to pick it up. So that's, so the light of Hanukkah is, the Hanukkah Menorah is that apparatus that enables us to experience the truth of the increasing light in a world that looks like it's increasing in darkness. So here we are in these days. Whatever seems to be getting worse is actually getting better, but on a much Deeper, more profound level. I'm going to say the bracha, but the sikha talks about baruch at Adonai and the Mahalamshah. So here are just a couple of minutes to spend on this idea of the satellite, because as we say in that year in 1992, there was a satellite hookup many different cities all over the world. What was the satellite about? These days we use more sophisticated more complex but seemingly simpler technology. You see with your physical eyes that somebody lights a Menaira in one place and you see it everywhere. One candle. This was the first candle, the first Hanukkah candle. One candle is being lit in 770 and it's watched and it's being seen. Its light is visible all over the world. We're used to this concept that you do a mitzvah, and the light of your mitzvah is actually affecting the entire world. But it requires a certain level of faith, of believing. And here is the Hanukkah Menorah, which says, you know the stuff that you always have to just believe and trust? I'll show it to you. I, the Hanukkah Menorah, am about revelation of what was always there, but you couldn't see it with your eyes. I, the Hanukkah Menorah, will show it to you. And anybody who wants to see it can see it. 
So when we're talking about an individual, it's telling us that every Jew, single Jew, even a small child, who's not yet fully mature and not in full manhood, can do one pa'ula that illuminates the whole world. As we see, what we just said, this young young man lighting a manaira in one place. And also, we're seeing the aptest of all the hidden in the world, because even when we're spread out among all, oh, all over the world, in every corner of the world, we're all seeing the same manaira. Because we're am echad. How can we all see the same manaira? There's a unifying force. There's a unifying kaya to all of us. We are one piece. It's like the Menaira is one piece. I think the Menaira that was made for the Mishkan was out of one piece, one piece of gold. That one piece is one with Hashem as one and one Tyra. And so everyone at the same moment, so to speak, except for maybe a little bit of a couple of seconds of lag time with the technology, is doing this Manaira lighting as one people all over the world. And of course, we know the effect of it. We saw in that year, we saw the Lubavitcher Rebbe in 770 watching the Manaira lighting in the Kremlin. The first time in, well, ever in history, probably, it's probably never, ever, ever lit a Menaira in the Kremlin. But the Kremlin was, let's see, from the year 1917, the beginning of the Russian Revolution, until the year 1992, <laughs> the idea of lighting a Menaira in the Kremlin if a person wanted to just lose their life on the spot and be sent to Siberia on the spot, plus, plus, God forbid, they would try to light a Menaira in the Kremlin. It's, a, it's, a, it's as outrageous an idea as you flying to Japan at this very split second and you'll be there a second later. Even, let, well, even in a place that was so antithetical to truth and godliness and Cyrus. The idea of a Hanukkah Menaira was the embodiment of the enemy of the of the KGB of communist Russia or the Soviet Union, the enemy. This is what they had as their platform from 1917 on to eradicate and eliminate once and for all, God forbid. The Hanukkah Menaira, the Hanukkah light, the pure light in every Jew. This was their raison d'etre. This is their reason for being. So this idea that there was such a transformation in the world, that the biggest enemy that we had until that point, the enemy to spiritual, the enemy to truth of Cyrus, allowed a manipulating to happen in the very, the Kremlin, the place, the center of this anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish, anti-God, anti-truth, anti-Cyrus, activity for 70 years, 17, for 75 years, for over 70 years, in this very place, not in another place, in the very place, the Kremlin, that fought 
truth and Tyra and executed Hayalotia, millions of Jews, because of their Tyra connection and their connection to Hashem. That same place should turn to the place of becoming an ally to the light of Hanukkah, which had fought with everything that it had. It's unbelievable. That's the hidden light of the Hanukkah Menaira. It has the ability, why do we put the Menaira at the door, the window or the door, the doorway? The interface between the inner holy sanctum and the outer unholy sanctum. And when you have that powerful tool, that powerful bastion of light and truth, the Menaira, the Hanukkah Menaira, right there on the interface, then what you have is the ability to transform the the outer dark world to a luminous world, just as luminous as the inner world, maybe even more. So here you had the the children singing Hanera Salalu in seven seventy, the Manira being lit in seven seventy. The Lubavitcher Rebbe watching simultaneously in the Kremlin, them lighting Menaira, and the orchestra playing, and everybody singing together as one. <laughs> you're talking about a holy place and an unholy place, and they're singing together. And, and it became one piece. And the Rebbe's watching this all go on. And part of the whole thing, we're assuming more than just watching, more than just observing, but that's what we see. And just a few weeks later, after that happened, that life-changing, history-changing situation, we have the fall of the Iron Curtain. Um, So, um, this all brings home the idea that the whole world including the Kremlin, including the dark side of reality of the world, was actually created for Tyra and for Agin and for Tyra and for Hashem. So a Jew can think that I do my little activity, I like my little Menaira in my house, you know, what does it have to do with the whole world? I'm just a small person in a small house and a small Menaira and... um can't have much of an effect on the world and certainly not on the heavens and the earth, you know. And yet, says the Rebbe, in order to make it simpler to understand that when you do one little act, it has an effect on the entire world and it's connected with the entire world. Shemaim of the earth, heavens and earth. So Hashem wanted to give us a way to see that. And he wanted to install in the world Something that would connect heaven and earth and show and and show um, there's a huge distance between them between heaven and earth. But there's a huge difference between heaven and earth, and yet all of that is somehow affected by every every little act of the Jew. And so what did Hashem create? A satellite that um, 
somehow works with the the hollow of the earth, the empty space within the earth, etc., within the world and within the heavens, with etc. Um, and will take signals and bring them from one 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 corner of the earth, from one extreme of, of the world to the other. And a person can sit in his little place and connect with somebody at the other end of the world and in the heavens and the earth. Of course, we know that if somebody gets in a spaceship today and he goes to Mars, if we have, if we're willing to spend enough money, then we can assist, then we can communicate with him. And we see now that, that, um, um, if people are in, here, the Rebbe said, Calcutta, Australia, and all different places, um, and we are help, able to help them, and we are able to communicate with them, and we're able to be part of their lives. And, of course, the technology in 1992 was, was really, really, really simplistic compared to now. So, and we can assist somebody at that very moment in a place where he needs help, an assistant. I mean, everybody knows that now. You know, you call a company, uh, call the phone company, and there's a problem. And you don't expect to get somebody who's in your city, a representative in your city. They're probably, you know, in India or something like that. And we're all used to that simultaneously. So all of this adds to the, to the sense of oneness, the sense of oneness, um, that we can help each other from here to there. And to end off, what are we being, what is Hashem telling us with all of this? Ani mamin, that we say every single day, and being able to visibly experience the ga'ula, the world will be filled with the light of truth and the truth of, of the glory of Hashem fully. So in these days, the more we add into our mitzvahs, including lighting their Hanukkah, and especially in a way that we add, bring that light out to the whole world, we, we, we bring everything, we're bringing everything to the doorstep of the Geula. And the days of Hanukkah are obviously more connected to Geula. They are hours of Geula. The light of the Menorah is the light of Mashiach inserted into this world for just eight days. Of course, eight is beyond, not just, of course, eight is not just the six days of the week when you're in the world, but of course, it's eight days of seven, which means bringing it up to holiness. And of course, the eight days of Hanukkah are from a dimension that's beyond time and space, where everything becomes possible. Because essentially, we as Yidden are outside of time and space. How we manage, maybe that's why we're not such good time management people. We're outside of time and space. We are from the world of eight. We're eight people. We're eight-ish, eight, number eight type of people. So Hanukkah and us is one piece. And when we're in these days of Hanukkah, it's a sneak preview into the ultimate Geula, those days. It's, it's, it's those days of Geula inserted into eight days times 
8 times 24, whatever it comes out to, of Geula time, and we get to marinate it and experience the future right here, right now in the present. Um, and therefore, um, the Rambam says, a person has to know, of course, see himself as um, you give one one coin for tzedakah, and that's why tzedakah is so important. You give one coin of tzedakah, and especially um, Hanukkah geld, it, it tips the scale of the world. So he writes them, and with this we end, this is the Sitha end. But the Hachlata and the Haidah, before we actually give Hanukkah geld, by giving Shliach Mitzvah to tzedakah here, it should turn the whole world, tip the scale immediately. And then we will find ourselves in a situation of unity, everybody together, all hidden, all over the world, all one piece, in every single place all over the world, we'll find ourselves in the third base of Mizrach. Because at this moment, we will be on clouds of glory going to Yerushalayim. And then we will continue everything about Hanukkah in the place where the real place, the Chatzot Kashefa, that's the place that they lived in the Naira. And that's the true place from which the Menorah is being lit and where it, it's connecting to. And the Iker, that so this should all happen immediately. And at that point, after that, the Rebbe said, since we were preparing for the for the Tzedav and Myrus, including Kriyashmael Arvis, which is all about accepting the yoke of heaven, accepting Hashem's rulership, accepting, accepting Hashem's Malchus, therefore it was Sitting, the Rebbe said, let us all sing Nyet Nyet Nyekavah. Uh, interesting that the Rebbe said, and after Myra, the Rebbe gave to each one of the children um, a coin of 10 cents and a dollar. The Rebbe gave Hanukkah Gels to everybody who was there. So we'll just end with this. The interesting thing is, why would you sing on Hanukkah Nyet Nyet Nyekavah? You know, you want to sing on Nerezalalu? You want to sing Oy Chanukah, Oy Chanukah. Nyet Nyet in Russian is a funny song to sing on Hanukkah. A Russian song about there's nothing but Hashem. Well, sing it in Hebrew. Hanukkah is such a holy place. Russia was a very ugly place. Why are we singing Nyet Nyet And yet, put two and two together, several weeks later, the Iron Curtain officially fell. The Soviet Union dissolved after we sang from here, from in 770 and all over the world, every cities all around the world, groups of Yidden were gathered together, all together on the satellite, all singing together Nyet Nyet meaning there's nothing other than Hashem, but in Russian, together with the people in the Kremlin, in the place of the deepest opposition to Hashem at that point in history and we sang it in their language in the oppositional language that that language of Russian was used to fight Hashem with the determination that the that the Soviets had, that they would be rid of God, be rid of Hashem once and for all and be done with Him and never have Him reappear again, God forbid. And they actually believed that they could do that. Of course, they couldn't. We came along and given all over the world at of the first Hanukkah light, the light of Mashiach, working with them, assisting them, to say nyet nyet in their language, the language of the darkness, 
and with in weeping. The power of the darkness that was embedded in Russia and the Soviet Union came to an end. There was no more Soviet Union. It has never been since then. It became something else. And so may it be that from this, all the whatever is left of any remnant of anything that looks dark and opposition, oppositional to Hashem as we have now in the world, be dissolved immediately because, in fact, there is nothing, there is nothing but Hashem, and may we experience that as we light the second Hanukkah candle. There is nothing but Hashem, the light of Hashem, the light of Tyra. May we find ourselves in the base of Mezah immediately now.